Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hello and welcome back. Um, I am having a little bit of difficulty, um, but we're going to get through this by any means necessary. Um, tomorrow is our one year anniversary. I hope you can hear me. Tomorrow's our one year anniversary and to commemorate that, we are giving away a CIFA. Now, please excuse my voice because for some reason, I'm holding on to it and I'm praying to <clears throat> Yahusha's name to get through this. I did not want to sit back and not do this scriptural study because no weapon formed against me shall prosper, okay? And every tongue that rises against me in any way, malice, deceit, hatefulness, any way, the most high shall condemn, okay? <clears throat> so as we move forward, I will do the announcements and the announcements are pretty short. Um, we are on three platforms, Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. I am working on a new platform, and I will let you know when I um, <clears throat> get onto it. Um, the winner of the giveaway did not want his name released, but I will tell you that it's a male that one and he lives in Pennsylvania. So I wanna say congratulations to him and I hope that you enjoy this scripture, um, scriptural Sifa. And I'm glad that you are enjoying this scriptural study. I thank you for being here. And um, as we continue to move forward, you will, be in the know when I tell you to go through certain books or if I'm reading certain books, then you will know um, where to look because they'll be in your CIFA. So also next week we have chapters 26 and 27. We are doing 24 and 25 today. And um, also next week I have finished How the Devil Fools the Whole World, so I will be doing it next week. So Praise y'all for that. It only took me a thousand years, finally. <laughs> okay. Um, for questions, comments, and concerns, you can give me an email at cliffnotequna. That's the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. That's if you have any questions, concerns, and comments. And I'll spell it out again, C-L-I-F as in Frank, F as in Frank, N-O-T-E, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. Now, I'll be drinking some tea throughout this whole time simply because my voice is holding on a string. <laughs> Not only that, I'll, since I can't keep turning my head back and forth, I will be reading out of 
Oh, okay. Well. Uh, all right. I'm gonna have to change that because my cat moved. <laughs> all right. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna be going back and forth between the CIFA and the um, amplified. Now, I'm. I should just read from the amplified because doing all of that is really getting to my voice. So. I'll just be um, reading from the Amplified. Now, we are on Deuteronomy outline number 11, and we are still on number three, which is the three, um, number three, the explanation of the social laws continued, and that, that was from chapter 21 through chapter 26. Now, next week, we're doing 26 and 27, and then we'll be moving on into another number. So right now we did, um, we're doing J. Last week we stopped off at I. So this week we're doing J. Hold on. And what it says is <clears throat> additional rules for divorce, military service for newlyweds, Taking a working man's tools, <clears throat> men's stealers, leprosy, recovering collateral for a loan, wages of the laborer, gleaning justice and charity. And that's from chapter 24, one through 22. Now there's some points that I wanna discuss. And since I'm reading it from the Amplified, we're just gonna get to it. So you'll understand exactly what's being said. Okay. Chapter um, 24. When a man takes a wife and marries her, and it happens that she loses his favor because he has found something indecent or unacceptable about her, and he writes her a certificate of divorce, puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house too. And after she leaves his house, she goes and becomes another man's wife. And if the latter husband turns against her and writes her a certificate of divorce, puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house, or if the latter husband dies who took her as a wife for then, her former husband who first sent her away may not take her again as a wife since she has been defiled. For that is an outrage before the most high, which is an abomination. And you shall not bring sin in the land which the most high your Yah gives you as an inheritance. Now, let me tell you what that means. Hold on. Now, <clears throat> all through the scriptures in the Old and New Testament, there's questions in regards to divorce. Can you get a divorce? Is it against the Most High's law? Blah, blah, blah. I can tell you this, yes and no. What does yes and no mean? Yes, you just heard it in the Old Testament that you could get a divorce if you're not happy or if you find something in somebody that's not right, whether it be physically, mentally, whatever it is, you just heard that. That was um, 
Deuteronomy 24, um, chapter 24, from 1 through 5, it goes. And I'm going I'm to continue reading. But now, Yeshua in the New Testament says that you shouldn't have a divorce. And they said, then why in the Old Testament does it say you can have a divorce? And the reason why is because the children of Israel are stiff-necked. So rather than, like, say, like, if they want to go get somebody, and like I said, there's something that's found in her that's a problem. Then you give her a divorce, give her a proclamation of divorce, and send her on her way. Now, this was also in the book of Jasa, when Ishmael had a... Um, a rebellious wife, and I mean this heifer was something else. So what did Abraham do? Send her on her way. So he actually gave her a bill of divorcement and got somebody else because this woman was not suitable for um, Ishmael. So was there instances of divorce? Yes. Yeshua says in the New Testament, the reason why is because you guys are stiff-necked. Moses did not want to contend with you. So he said, if you're not happy with this person, then give a divorce. This is what Yahshua says in the New Testament. So there's not supposed to be a divorce because the most high, you're supposed to wait for the most high. Now, remember, this is the Old Testament. The children of Israel, this pertains to the whole Old Testament. So the thing is, you're supposed to wait for Yah, the most high, your Elohim, to send you your significant other. I'm going to say it again. You're supposed to wait for the most high to send you your significant other. You ain't supposed to just go get them willy-nilly. Oh, yeah, my God oh, sent her to me and this and that. And then later on, y'all getting divorced. Let what the most high put together, no man separate. That is a part of when you get married. So if you're getting a divorce or whatever it is that's going on, something's wrong with y'all. Nothing's wrong with the most high because if the most high did ordain this person to be with you, you would never divorce that person. So this is the complication for those who understand me. Is there such thing as divorce? You just heard it in the Old Testament. The reason why the most high said, not the most high, Yeshua said that you can get a divorce in the New Testament when they asked him is because the hard headedness of the children of Israel. They would abuse the wife. They would reject the wife. So rather than to do that, give her the bill of divorcement and send her on her way. Okay, because the most high don't want no domestic violence. That's why. More than likely, you chose this person and you didn't wait for the most high to send you your bride. Understand that. Okay, so that's what this is. So if you're asking, uh, uh, you know, it, it's contradictory. It is not contradictory. First of all, the Old Testament is the history of the children of Israel. The children of Israel is haughty. They don't listen. They're sottish. We already in Deuteronomy, you understand that they don't listen to nobody. So they're going to keep doing what they want to do. This is why I said this is the beginning of the end for the children of Israel, because they didn't listen to nothing the Most High said. Now, the Most High, when he choose a bride for you, you must stay with that person. But like it says here, if there's something in that person, because obviously this, if something happens, which it will, you're just going to be grabbing anybody, anybody through the lust of your flesh. Oh, I like the way this person look. And we will be going through that. Oh, I like the way this person look. Nine times out of 10, the children of Israel was going through two nations that they wasn't supposed to be with. 
So naturally, you with somebody you're not supposed to be with. The most I did not give you that bride. So if something's wrong with her, which is more than likely, that's when you give this heifer a bill of divorcement and goodbye. That's why. But if the Most High is sending you a mate, and this is in the book of Solomon. Now, Solomon wrote a lot of books. But in one of Solomon's books, it says that the Most High, and I want to say it is the Song of Solomon, that the Most High sends you the bride. Wait for the Most High to send you the bride. That's what um, Solomon says. And Solomon's, Solomon was the wisest ever, the wisest human ever, because the Most High blessed him with wisdom and understanding through the Ruach. So the Ruach was dealing with him until he transgressed. Now, when the Most High send you somebody, then that person's for you because more than likely, the Most High already dealt with you, your issues, your emotional issues, your physical issues, everything. And he cleared your mind and put your mind right and your mate's mind right. So y'all could be together and don't carry a bunch of baggage in a relationship. That's why the Most High does it. He does it perfectly. But you, as the sinful, fleshly individual, is gonna look at the T and A, and it's gonna look at how good she look, and that's how you're gonna choose your bride. And that's why there's divorce. Cause some way, if the sex is up, I mean, cause sex is not everything, and y'all not thinking on the same um, wavelength. You're not growing together. You're not doing nothing. And now you already got all the sex you wanted, probably have kids or whatever. And now you don't want to be bothered. So this is why the Most High said what he said. The Most High is telling Moses to tell the children of Israel, if you're going, if you, if something's wrong with this woman, then write her a bill of divorce rather than have domestic violence. Because the man ain't going to do nothing but beat her. That's all he's going to do. And the Most High don't want that. So these sottish children of his get a bill of divorcement and go. That's the only reason why he said it, because he knows that the children are not listening. But when Yahshua steps down in the New Testament, he clarifies all that. So I need people to understand that it's not contradictory. There's circumstances behind the, um, the word of the Most High. And when people are not in the word of the Most High and they're not getting the... Um, the knowledge of the most high, I already told you, the knowledge of the most high is a spirit. It's the Ruach. He's going to give you the truth and he's going to give you the knowledge. Okay. And that's epinosis. It's higher knowledge than carnal knowledge. So when you understand these things, it will not be, a, it will not be thought of as contradictory because it really isn't. Now I'm going to move forward. Um, check, um, verse five. When a man takes a new wife, he shall not go out to war, which means to fight with the army, nor be charged with any duty. He shall be free at home for one year and shall bring happiness to his wife whom he has taken. Now, I already told you that the Most High is a very loving Most High. <clears throat> He's a very faithful and gracious Most High. So... If a man just got married, he doesn't have to go to war. Think about what happens here on earth, the earthly realm that's led by the devil. These people that's led by the devil, the, the, um, the countries and the administrations that run the countries, the kings, the presidents, 
the whatever rulers they call them in each one of these countries, they don't care one way or another whether somebody got married, had a new baby, just gleaned their um, their uh, fields or whatever the case is, they're gonna go to war. And this is against what the Most High says. Now, even though in the Old Testament, the Old Testament is strictly for the children of Israel. Today, the children of Israel scattered and they still go to war uh, via the devil's rules, okay? All right, now I'm on chapter, I mean, excuse me, verse six, which is the various laws. No one shall take a hand mill or an upper millstone used to grind into bread as security for debt, D-E-B-T, for he would be taking a person's life pledge. What does that mean? It means that if somebody owes you something, because we already, now this is the children of Israel. This is the concentration of the whole Old Testament is the, the episodes of the children of Israel. Now it says last week we talked about it. You shall not um, charge if somebody owes you something, you loan somebody something, your brethren, we ain't talking about nobody outside the children of Israel. If your brethren loaned you something, then he's not supposed to charge you interest, okay? He could charge other people outside of the children of Israel interest, but he cannot charge you interest. That's against the law. Now, the Most High is saying, if you have an asset, and an asset is the hand mill, because this asset helps you eat. It helps you to grind the bread so that you can make bread and eat. Okay, it helps you grind whatever grains, whatever um, ancient grains to make breads and whatever else. This is an asset for your house. And today's asset would be your stove or your refrigerator. That's how much of an asset it is for the people. You know, you need your refrigerator to keep food cool so it won't spoil. And this is a benefit so you don't have to go out and buy some every day. And for your leftovers, and you understand that a stove in the house is an asset simply because you get to cook on it and you don't have to go outside and make a makeshift stove to cook your food. So this mill, this hand mill or millstone to grind bread is an asset to the family. So if you, if somebody owes you money, you cannot go and take that asset if they don't have it yet. They don't have that money to give you yet. You cannot go and take the assets that's in their house that helps them eat and survive. This is what the Mosai is saying. Verse seven, if a man is caught kidnapping any of his countrymen from the sons of Israel and he treats them violently or sells them as a slave, then that thief shall die. So you shall remove the evil from among you now. That's an amplified. But in the, um, in the Cephas says, if a man be found stealing any of his brethren of the children of Israel and makes merchandise of him or sells him, then that thief shall die and you shall put evil away from among you now. That should be self-explanatory, but I'm going to break it down. Don't go capturing your brethren and selling them off. Why did the Most High say this? Why did the Most High say this? Simply because it's going to happen. This is why he says it. And let's think of um, Adam and Eve. When the Most High told them, you can eat from any tree of the garden, but don't eat from this tree right here. 
Did the Most High know that these people was going to eat, um, Adam and Eve was going to eat from the tree? Yes. And he says this, he told them after they transgressed, he said, I told you not to eat from it because I knew you was going to do it. And I didn't want you to make the excuse and say, well, you didn't tell us. So that's why I'm telling you. So this is what the Most High is telling Moses to tell him to don't sell your brethren. But what do the children of Israel do all throughout the Old and the New Testament? They sold their brethren. How do you think the children of Israel was in shackles and sent all over the four corners? They sold their brethren. They sold their own brethren. Because remember, the children of Israel was very powerful because they had the most high walking among them. Who could come and take their brethren and sell them? Nobody. They had to do this first. They had to sell their own brethren off first. And that's what they did in the beginning of slavery. Okay. It wasn't all these Europeans going in there and just taking over. No, a lot of the, uh, and they call them Africans, but they really wasn't Africans. There are Africans, which is Hamites, but then there were Shemites that ran into Africa and those people sold their own brethren. That's what they did. And then later on, it got so bad that the Europeans and um, the Spanish and everybody else who had a hand in slavery, they came and they was just capturing everybody. But in the beginning, um, the children of Israel were selling their own brethren off. Yes, they were. So um, that was that. Okay, so now we're on eight. Be careful during an outbreak of leprosy. Now we, I'll, I'll break it down in a minute that you diligently observe and do according to all the Levitical priests teach you, just as I have commanded them, so you shall be careful to do. Now, we talked about this in Levit Leviticus, um, Leviticus 13 and 14 through 15. We talked about what to do um, in cases of leprosy. We already discussed what leprosy is. It was a um, hold on. It was a skin disease that turned melanated skin white. That's what it did. It's some kind of bacterial disease that could actually kill you. So that's how serious leprosy was. And it's, leprosy still exists, but it wasn't as rampant as it was in biblical days, especially um, to the children in um, the. I would say in the African area, because today it's all sectioned off Middle East, this, that. It wasn't that. It was all Mesopotamia. And then, like I said, when it started getting, when Noah started um, giving pieces to his sons, people started stealing lands, renaming lands and all kinds of stuff. This is why people can't find the ancient lands for the most part, because people stole them. People changed the names. They did all kinds of stuff and did away with records. I already told you what happens when one uh, major um, nation conquers a lesser nation. I already told you, so I'm not gonna go into it. Okay, uh, verse nine, remember with thoughtful concern that the most high your Elohim did to Miriam on the road as you came out, to, um, out of Egypt. Remember what the most high did to Miriam. Who's Miriam? Miriam was Moses's brother, excuse me, sister. Um, the Most High made her leprous because she was running off at the mouth. 
talk about, oh, the Most High is not only talking, I'm talking to you, who, you know, basically saying that to Moses, pushing up on Moses. Remember, Moses is the meekest man ever. The Most High loved Moses. So he was meek and he, um, and he listened to the Most High, except when he didn't smoke, smite the rock. So when um, Miriam got out of hand, the Most High said, oh, I'm going to get her. And he turned her white. And she had to go out of the camp for seven days. That's your punishment heifer. Okay. So now we on 10. When you lend your neighbor anything, you shall not go into his house to get his pledge, the security deposit. You shall stand, this 11, you shall stand outside and the man to whom you lend shall bring the pledge out to you. 12, if the man is poor, you shall not keep his pledge overnight. 13, you shall certainly restore the pledge, the security deposit, deposit to him at sunset so that he may sleep in his garment and bless you. And it will be credited to you as a righteous standing before the most high, your Elohim. What does that mean? It means children of Israel, if somebody owes you some, you don't go bombard it in somebody's house and take whatever you want to. More than likely the clothes off their back or whatever it is, you don't take it. That's not for you to do because the most high is going to get right back at you for doing that. Now we're on verse 14. You shall not take advantage, advantage of a hired servant who is poor and needy, whether he is one of your countrymen I already told you this last week, or one of the strangers, which is a resident, an alien, or a foreigner that lives in your area, who is um, inside your cities. That should be self-explanatory. Do not, you know, do not um, take advantage of people. Now, I already asked you last week to think about who's doing it. Everything that the most high, um, his laws, his statutes, his precepts, his commands, everything he says, you're supposed to follow. This is a, this is a um, expectation, especially for the children of Israel, okay? Now, the, the laws, the uh, statutes, precepts, and commands was written for the children of Israel and not really for the outside people. It was written for um, the children because he, the most high knew that he was gonna sin, but literally, um, everybody must follow these laws. It's just like the United States. Um, the Constitution and the um, amendments were not written for children, uh, for people of color. They weren't because at that time they were slaves. And um, but try breaking them. Anybody, those of melanated people and non-melanated, try breaking them and see what happens. Uh huh. So that's what that's about. Uh, 15, you shall give him his wages on the day that he earns them before the sun sets. Didn't I already say this? I'll just read it again. Before the sun sets, for he is poor and is um, counting on it. He's counting on that money so that he does not cry out to the most high and it becomes sin for you. You can't abuse people. This is what the most high is saying. He's sending Moses to tell, tell them this when they get into the land. You don't start abusing people. Think about when I read this, think about what the world is doing now. That's a transgression of the law. The world is doing what the Most High is saying don't do. Okay? Think about the Constitution and think about the, um, the amendments. Okay? They wasn't written for people of color. 
but let the people of color try to um, try to break them and see what happens to them. This is the same thing in the Old Testament. I don't care what nobody said because one of the laws of the Most High is not kill, don't kill. Is that not a sin? All of the things that um, that are laws, statutes, precepts, and commands, people, everybody, everybody, the children of Israel, Gentiles, and heathens are going to be judged by them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. 16. The father shall not put to death for the sins of their children. This is an important one. Nor shall the children be put to death for their fathers. Only for their own sin shall anyone be put to death. You shall not pervert the justice due a stranger or an orphan or seize slash impound a widow's garment as security for a loan. Now I already talked about you can't take people's stuff and go in people's houses and take their stuff when they owe you some. But let me get back to uh, verse 16 when it says, the father shall not put to death be put to death for the sins of their children. Now that was a law, that the sins of the father will be put on the children. Yes. Now the most high, when he says a law, statute, precept, and command, it still stands. But under certain instances, will the most high take action? What does that mean? It means like today's laws and today's um, amendments and all that, they can all... Um, even though they still stand, they can have like a stipulation on them. And that this here is a stipulation because like I said, there is a scripture that says um, when the father sins, it goes on the family. It does because the father is the head of the family. But right here, Moses is telling, this is the stipulation that it's not going to be that because it's going to be a lot of sinful fathers and the children are not sinful. So why should the children pay for the father's deeds? but that's how it used to be, okay? And um, vice versa. It could be a father, and we're gonna, we're gonna go through this when we continue to move on in the scriptures. It could be a father that um, abided by all the laws, statutes, precepts, and commands, and he could even be one of the Levi Levitical priests, and the sons are rotten to the core, and that's what's gonna happen with Levi. But anyway, yes, so we're gonna move on. But um, on, on 18, you shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt <laughs> and your Yah, your El, redeemed you from there. Wherefore, I am commanding you to do this thing. That means you better start listening and don't treat people harshly and horribly. That's what the Most High says, because he loves everybody. Things are going to happen, but according to the um, his children, the children of Israel, you're not going to treat people horribly because one of Yah's laws is an eye for eye. That's number one. And number two, he will not be mocked for what you sow. You, you will reap. So that's why. However, excuse me, the children today that are being ruled by the devil, his children and the devil's followers, they're doing the exact opposite of what the most high said and that's important to remember because when i do that lesson next week how the devil fools the world that's what i'm going to be saying everything that is the direct opposite of what the most high says is transgression 
Now, there are some transgressions that don't lead to death, and there are some that do. We're going to talk about that later, but I'm telling you, everything that's against the Most High's laws, statutes, precepts, and command is sin. What is sin? Transgression of the law. Period. Now I'm on 19. When you reap your harvest in the field and have forgotten a sheaf of grain in the field, you shall not go back and get it. It shall be for the stranger, for the orphan, and for the widow, so that the Most High your El may bless you in all the work of your hands. I'm going to break it down in a minute. 20. When you beat the olives off of the olive tree, do not search through the branches again. Whatever is left shall be for the stranger, for the orphan, and for the widow. 21. When you gather the grapes of your vineyard, you shall not glean it afterward. That means go back and look for every stitch of grape. It shall be for the stranger, the orphan, and for the widow. You shall thoughtfully remember the fact that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, which is Mizraim. I already told you what Mizraim is, bondage. Therefore, I am commanding you to do this thing. Now, what does this mean? And you need to know this because there's certain books that even go in here that go with this verse um, 19 through 22. And I want, what's the lady's name? Hold on. Because it's one of the females that's in the book. And um, that's what happened. This is how she met her husband by, because they was poor. She met her husband by taking the leftovers because they didn't have money of what um, they had. It's one of the females. I can't think of it off the top of my head. I can't, Ruth. That's her name, Ruth. I, and that was base, That was the basis of the story because they, I'm not gonna go into it, but when we go into it, remember this, that the Most High said, those people who had enough wealth to, because um, remember everybody had gardens, some people had little tiny gardens. Some people had huge acres of stuff. So um, if you're going to reap your harvest, don't take every single solitary thing because the most high loves everybody. And the stranger, I already told you, the stranger is somebody that's not of Yasharel that may live in the land of Yasharel because um, the most high was welcoming, you know, welcome everybody. Leave it for those people because they may not have nothing. Leave it for the widows who don't have a husband that's supposed to be the head of the household. Leave it for the children that may not have either parent or just one parent. Leave it for them because everybody has to eat, okay? But like I said, as we move on, the children of Israel are not going to listen and people are going to be starving. They are going to be doing this. Um, all these things against what the Most High says. This is why the Most High is putting the laws down so that they can't turn around and say, Oh, we didn't know and make excuses because that's what humans do. They make a lot of excuses because they're lazy and they don't like doing the work and they don't want to listen either. They're hard-headed and stiff-necked. They are, especially the children of Israel. You know who the children of Israel are. They don't listen to nothing. They don't listen to nobody. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
now on um, chapter 25, various laws. If there <clears throat> is any controversy between men and they go to court and the judge decides <clears throat> the issue between them and they judge in favor of the innocent and condemn them, excuse me, condemn the guilty too, then it shall be if the guilty man deserves to be beaten, the judge shall make him lie down and be beaten in his presence with a certain number of stripes in proportion to his offense. Now, what does that mean? It pretty much means a summary is let the punishment fit the crime. Hold on. <clears throat> Let me drink my tea. You know, I'm you know, my voice is if you can hear my voice is so raspy. I'm trying my best to keep my voice. Okay. So let the pun punishment fit the crime. When I continue to read, I want you to think about what happens today. Think about the crimes that are being committed, especially with melanated people. Uh, nine times out of 10, does the punishment really fit the crime? It doesn't. So this is a part of the law. This is why the Most High is condemning the whole world, simply because they're transgressing. They're doing whatever they want to. This is why people, people uh, look at that and they go, well, why is he going to um, condemn the whole world? And he has. He condemned the world. That's why it's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. It's, or this world's already condemned. For his people, he's already going to choose two flocks. That's it. Everybody else is condemned. Let the dead bury the dead. These are dead people walking. This is scriptures I'm, I'm calling. I am not pulling this out of my head, honey. Okay, now I'm on number three. He may have beaten, he may, he may have him beaten 40 times, but no more. He is not to be beaten with more stripes than these, and he is not to be degraded, that is treated like an animal in your sight. What? Think about today, what the masses are doing today, being led by the devil to people. And what the Most High said, it's not congruent. The Most High said, you must be merciful, even if somebody did something bad, let the punishment fit the crime. What are people doing today? What are countries doing today? What are continents doing today? More than likely, they treating a melanated people worse. Now, let me talk about the melanated people in the melanated lands. <laughs> it comes down to money. If it's not your skin, it comes down to money. It's the rich versus the poor, the uh, non-melanated versus the melanated. And that's not always the case, but it, in the majority of the cases. And I don't want people to think, oh, you talking, you being racist, this, that. Number one, I'm going to clarify, is only one race, which is one species, and that's the human species. There's diversities within them, okay? Because I don't want nobody coming to me with no nonsense, because I'm going to wipe them out with it. Don't ever come to me with no racist nonsense, because I'm not going to go for that. I am talking truth and I'm talking through the scriptures. Enough with the black and the white nonsense. That is a social construct. I am way higher above that. I'm not gonna go with this white and black stuff. It just so happens 
that melanated people who are melanated people who've been here first, that's number one. Number two, they are being treated in many countries <laughs> as second class or lower class. This is why the social construct black and white was made in the 1500s in the United States and European countries, period. It's the truth, it's history, you gotta deal with it and that's that. I am in no way quote unquote racist. I live in the United States. Most of the people in the United States is mixed. So I don't wanna hear none of that. I don't want nobody telling me nothing about all oh, racist. Oh, well, not, not all white people's bad. You're right. Not all white people's bad and not all black people's good. Yes. So if we, we talking about uh, social constructs, black and white, this is why I don't say black and white, because there's really no such thing as black and white. It's just mel melanated people on one spectrum and non-melanated people on the other and everybody in between, <clears throat> period. That's number one. Number two, there's rich and there's poor. This is where there's um, a lot of uh, abuse within there too especially in the United States, the 1% against the 99%. I mean, I, the only thing I can say is don't insult my intelligence by saying, oh, um, I, what I'm hearing is black against white. And that's not true, okay? I already told you there's only three types of people that walk this earth, Israel, Gentiles, and heathens. And since I did that lesson and I took it off, I will do it again. Know that. It's only three types of people that walk on this earth. It's Gentiles, it's heathens, and Israel. I don't go this black, this white, no social constructs. I'm going by the truth. Because the Most High said, you will know the tree by the fruit that it bears. If you bear rotten fruit, you are a heathen. Okay? Gentiles could go either way. And Yasharel, they even, they don't bear rotten fruit, but they are sinners that can be saints. That's what I say, and that's what I stick by. It is what it is. Now, back to what I'm saying. Okay. Um, where am I? Okay, number four. You shall not muzzle the ox while he is threshing to prevent him from eating any of the grain. Now, what does that mean? An ox is considered a clean animal simply because it doesn't eat any other animals. It just eats the grain. So if the if the ox, if you having the ox mow your lawn like they used to do, you know, when you're um, ha you have your gardens and stuff, you needed the ox. Now they have machines to do it. But when the ox starts eating the grain, <laughs> the Most High said, "Do not reprimand the ox. Let the ox eat the grain simply because number one, he's hungry, and number two, his excrement or his poop um, nourishes the ground." everything works in a circle. So that's what the Most High is basically saying. Do not let, um, don't abuse the ox. He's doing you a favor. He's here to serve you. Let him eat if he's hungry because they ain't just gonna go out there and just go eating up everything like a locust. So don't abuse the ox. Number five, if brothers are living together and one of them dies without a son, the widow of the deceased shall not be married outside the family to a stranger, her husband's brother shall be intimate with her after taking her as his wife and perform a duty of the, brother's hus of the husband's brother to her. I'm gonna break it down in a minute. Number six, it shall be that her firstborn son will be given 
the name of the dead brother so that this name will not be blotted out of Israel. But if the man does not want to marry his brother's widow <laughs> as a wife, then he shall go, then she shall go up to the gate of the city where the court is held to the elders and say, my brother-in-law refuses to continue his brother's name in Israel. He is not willing to perform the duty of a husband's brother. Then the eldership in the city will summon him and speak with him. And if he stands firm and says, I don't want to marry her, then the brother's widow shall approach him in the presence of the elders and put his sandal off his feet and spit in his face. And she shall answer and say, so it is done to that man who does not build up his brother's household. Now, it's a lot, but I'm gonna say this. When she says, so it is done, remember I'm reading from the Amplifier. So what she basically said is, I mean, let that be so that you don't want to father a child in your brother's name. Now, this is kind of complicated for people who um, either don't know the scriptures or not in Israel and never been explained what the practices are in Israel. The practice is because the Most High wants all of Israel to prosper. What he did is if somebody happened to die who was a son of Israel and he has a brother and he was married, the brother is supposed to take the dead brother's wife and have children with her, take care of her. This is actually, this actually happened everywhere, everywhere, except one caveat. The first child is the dead brothers, okay? So that the dead brother can continue to um, carry on the name. Now, this actually happens in Ruth, the book of Ruth. This is how Yahshua got here, okay? So that's the practice in Israel. But actually all over the world, in, uh, back in the days, if a man um, who was married and had a pregnant wife died, his brother or cousin or somebody in the family, some male in the family would take that wife and they would keep going. Except they wouldn't have their first son as the, as the, um, the dead brother's child. They don't do that. But they used to do, you know, uh, loosely do what the scriptures say. Even though the heathens say they don't listen to the scriptures and the laws don't got nothing to do with them, they actually do listen to the laws because there's a lot of laws and practices that was in the scriptures that the heathens and the Gentiles still do. They don't know why they do it. If they did some homework and some research, they would know where it came from. So that's that. Let's move on. Um, verse 10. In Israel, his family name shall be the house of him whose sandal was removed. Now, remember, if the, the widow removes his sandal and spit in his face, hunty, that's what you get. That's the, that's the insult you're going to get for not being willing to let your brother's seed, excuse me, flourish and move forward. Okay, so that's, that's what you get. Okay, 11. If two men... If two men, a man and his countrymen are fighting and the wife of the one approaches to rescue her husband from the man who is striking him and she reaches out her hand and grabs the aggressor's genitals, excuse me, genitals 
then you shall cut off her hand. You shall not show pity for her. I'm gonna break that down in a minute. You shall not have your, okay. If somebody's fighting, if two men is fighting and the aggressive one who started the fight is fighting with a man and the man who uh, wasn't the aggressor has a wife and jumps in and just start grabbing on that man who started the fight, grabbing on his genital area. They want you to cut, um, cut this woman's hands off. Why? Why would a woman think about that? That's lustful, number one, even though that is a sensitive area. Why would you even, why would a woman even come in and do something like that? And the most high is like, you're going to cut her hand off for that. Yeah. So sometimes these laws seem like they're harsh, but you got to understand the world we living in back then and now. Now think about what happened then. And the most high is saying it as well. Every day that goes by gets more and more wicked. So if that is ha that happened back then, think about the things that's happening now and what was happening all throughout history, the atrocities. There's some really wicked things happening and have happened through wicked people. And the most high is not playing with nobody. That's why these laws are the way they are. And they seem harsh, but people are wicked. They are wicked. Now I'm on 13. You shall not have your bag inaccurate. You shall not have your bag inaccurate weights. Excuse me, let me read it again. You shall not have in your bag. Let me cut this light on. <laughs> I am Okay, hold on. Hold on a minute. Okay. Oh gosh, I need this. All right, wipe my eye. Okay. All right, you shall not have in your bag inaccurate weights, a heavy and a light one, so you can cheat others. I'm gonna break it down in a minute. You shall not have in your house inaccurate measures, a large and a small. You shall have a perfect, full and just weight, and a perfect and just measure so that your days may be long in the land which the most high your L gives you. For everyone who does such things, everyone who acts unjustly without personal integrity is utterly repulsive, which means it's an abomination, to the most high your L. What does that mean? What is all this weights and stuff like that? This is actually a part of the laws. Remember, Back then, the way that they sold things and the way that they, um, their wealth and stuff is always on everything that they grow. So a lot of times when you're in the market and stuff and they weigh your stuff, it could be um, $10 an ounce. You know, that's today's times, ounces, but they didn't say that. But it could be $5 an ounce, $10 an ounce. And there's people who cheat. I already told you there's wicked people. So what they would do is put everything on a scale and they'll have a certain scale. And this is called weights and measures. So they put what you your um, your grain or whatever on one part of the scale, and then they'll put everything else. Uh, they'll put this weight on another side of the scale, and through that, that's how they pay you. So that is um, that's what they do. So the Most High said, "I don't want you doing that." Um, okay, so I'm, I'm gonna keep moving forward. Remember that Amalek, remember what Amalek did to you on the road when you came out of Mizraim. 
Now he met you along the road and attacked all the stragglers, which is the end part of the children um, when they came out of um, Egypt, at your rear and were tired and weary, and he did not fear the Most High Yael. Therefore, when the Most High Yael has given you rest from all your surrounding enemies in the land which the Most High Yael gives you as an inheritance to possess, you shall wipe out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. So you must not forget. Now, what does that mean? Remember when the most, uh, when the most high sent the children out of uh, Mizraim, which is Egypt, you know, it was a whole bunch of them. Almost a million people it was 900,000 people at the end of them at the end. Cause Moses was in the front, the end of that part, there was other surrounding nations that, remember, nobody liked Israel. Surrounding nations that took those people at the end and they killed them. They was killing them. So the Most High does not want um, the children to forget that. Now, Amalek was one of the kings, I already told you. We talked about that um, when we was in Exodus. Exodus, And they went to war and they was wiping a lot of them out, but not all of them is gone. And remember, a lot of people do not like the children of Israel. So this is why they got to, uh, when they go to war, because the Most High is getting them ready for war, you got to um, see if you can make peace with the people in the surrounding, surrounding areas. If they want to make peace, okay, then they're going to be tributary to you. That means they're going to pay taxes to you. Then when you get into the surrounding, the surrounding part that's actually in um, Canaan, you're going to wipe every last one of them out. That's what the most I said. We already went through that. And don't forget what the people did to the people in the end of, uh, uh, of the people that was walking out of um, Israel. Of um, Excuse me. The children that was walking out of Israel, at the back end, there was other nations that killed a lot of them. Do not forget that. Meaning don't forget anybody in Israel and don't forget what this wicked king did. Do not forget what he did ever. Now, that's the end of 24 and 25. And I'm glad I didn't even have to do um, a second one. So I already announced the winner of the giveaway. <laughs> and I hope that this message has <clears throat> edified you. Like I said, my um, voice was not acting well. And it was, um, you know, I was having a couple of challenges trying to even get on. But like I said, no weapon form against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in any way, the most high shall condemn. I still went through this, um, this lesson. I thank the most high for me being able to go through this lesson with the voice that I have. Um, I thank everybody who participated in the Bible giveaway. And like I said, next week is chapters 26 and 27. As we move to chapter 28, I'll be doing that on its own and I'll be breaking that down. So we'll probably be spending a whole lot of time on the blessings and the curses, because that's what it is. And um, with that, <laughs> I hope this lesson edified you. And I'm glad that we have one year um, of scriptural study. And I hope to continue to move forward in this platform and this uh, platform grow that we have many people learning the scriptures because today, 
today in these later times is full of uncertainty and um, wickedness. So as we continue to move forward with these scriptures, if anybody have any questions, concerns, or anything in regards to the scriptures or even the daily um, scriptural jewels or the daily lessons, you can, always, you can always email me or upload the question on Spotify because there is a thing that you could type in the question. Or like I said, go to Cliff Note, C-L-I-F as in Frank, F as in Frank, N-O-T-E, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. Ask me any question you need to, and I will answer that question. And uh, thank you. Hi, dear. Hold on. And do you have a question? You have a question? Oh, shit. Um, I can't hear you. I can't hear you because you're on mute. I can't hear you. Oh. Okay. I just want to congratulate us on one year of scriptural studies. Mm -hmm. You've done an excellent job. Continue to continue to share the words because Yah has blessed you in many ways. I'm very, uh, I'm very excited about the programs that you have put forth, and I hope everyone enjoyed it just as much as we are. Congratulations, hon. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of us too. I'm proud of us too because the Most High is definitely blessing this platform. He's blessing us. I'm thanking Him for wisdom and understanding. I am so grateful. You know, sometimes I listen to some of my studies and I say, "Who is that teaching?" <laughs> and I know it's the Ruach because I know it can't be me. I mean, I don't know everything. And you want to cry? I am just so blown away by the Ruach and the Most High. I am blown away. Honestly, I'm blown away because half the time I'm like, "What? Who? Who is that?" No. <laughs> I'm just so grateful. And every day I'm learning something. Like I said, you know, when you know when the uh Ruach is dealing with you, honey, he he's doing everything. He's doing all the work. Praise your hallelujah. And you know, he's building me up every day. Every day I'm learning something. Every day I'm growing stronger in the word. Every day we all together are moving forward because we need to know what's going on in these end times. Yeah. We need to know and we need to understand. We need to understand that these scriptures are not um they they don't contradict each other. You need to know the backstory. You need to understand. A lot of people's not given that. And I just praise Yah for the ability to understand and receive the messages to find out what the backstory is. So like I said, I meditate on it. And I am just so grateful. I really am. And just with that, I want to say that, um, you know, I used to do the scriptural study three times a week. I'm not going to do it three times a week anymore. I'm just going to do it on Wednesdays and the Sabbath, which is Saturdays, just Wednesdays and Saturdays. That's what I'm going to do. So I'm, I'm going to um, do this, uh, the daily lessons on Wednesdays and Saturdays instead of, you know, Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays, because it's a lot. I got a lot to deliver, but I'll be uploading a lot of um, lessons, but um, I won't release them until Saturday or Wednesday. I mean, Saturdays are you know, always live, but uh, Wednesdays is going to be the, uh, the upload. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm just grateful and I'm glad that everybody comes together and we able to vibe together with the word and understand what's happening. I'm, I'm really, I'm glad and I, I'm grateful to the Most High and to everybody who signs on 
and you know we always welcome more people um whether you want to you know do a video chat or just the audio i'm i'm, I'm welcome you know and i'm i'm grateful and like i said you know thank everybody for being here and i hope that this lesson edified you and i just want to say um enjoy your sabbath and with that i say <clears throat> excuse me until next time hi we have a new email address and it's cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com i'll say it again Cliff note, one word, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. You can send me questions, comments, concerns, or even let me know how I'm doing. Thank you. Hi, if you like what you're hearing, please hit the follow button so you can be notified when a new lesson is available. You can also upload a question or take a poll for more of your favorite topics. Thanks for listening.